College controversy. College controversy. College controversy. College controversy. Episode three. The scandal smokers board. <laughs> There's not many survivors left. I'm almost out of food. It won't be long before they find me. How did it come to this? What led to the fall of Christ College? Maybe it all started back in 2015. Six year 13s, annoyed by a lack of central city parking, one empty lot, and a rebellious spirit. On one Tuesday morning, three of the boys, fed up with the current system, parked in the empty lot next to Soames' house. It wasn't long before their cars were clamped and they were taken to see the headmaster. Despite their best efforts to convince the school, the boys were left dissatisfied. Feeling like he had no other choice, student Zach Jones headed to Stuff. What followed was an outrage between both students and staff. How could these boys perpetuate the private school privilege any further? Headmaster Simon Lease told Stuff that the boys were facing very serious repercussions for their actions. And that they will have learned a lesson about thinking before they act. I wonder, if the headphone ban anonymous student let go of his anonymity, would he suffer a similar fate? Perhaps that 2015 day is when the downfall began. Or maybe... It all began in 2017. Headline. Schoolboys from prestigious Christchurch College allegedly burgled classmates' home. Now this was an event that shook the school. September 29th, late at night, a group of four students aged 15 snuck into their classmates' home while he was away, stealing a significant amount of property while his mother was sound asleep in the next room. After the police caught word of the burglary, the boys were quick to admit to the crime, proclaiming it as a prank. But the consequences of their actions had caught up with them. It's unknown what their true punishment was, as the school refused to say whether or not the boys had been expelled. To this day, their names are unknown. But the outrage grew further in 2022. After a triumphant basketball season for the Christ College Senior A team, they were set to be commended at Thursday's assembly. However, the Senior A had plans of their own at a farewell breakfast for a teammate. Two events, one time. Senior A basketball team and teachers. Neither group knew of the other's arrangement, leading to an iconic speech. As the school waited and waited for the Senior A basketball team to appear on stage, Mr. Wynn gave an impromptu speech that would change the vocabulary of the school forever. This school is not a smorgasbord. A simple phrase, but one that is etched into the memory of everyone there that day. But what did he truly mean? Why did Mr. Wynn say those infamous six words? I talk a little bit about schools not being smorgasbords because the idea is that what what we would want for you know you can't 
you know, you can't just take the piece you like when you make a commitment to something like this, uh, like the school experience is a holistic experience. And we're trying to make sure that boys along the journey have a wide variety of experiences so then they can start to make their choices as perhaps they get a little bit of, a little bit older and you'd understand, you'd appreciate that. And the, and the idea too is that um, the idea of, so you want all the benefit that the school provides, but you don't want to contribute to it completely. You know, you want to say, oh, well, I don't want to do this bit, but I do, I do want that bit. It becomes very transactional rather than being committed to the community because if you become transactional as an individual, it compromises our capacity as an institution to, to, to benefit other individuals. Do you know what I mean? So, and when you come, to, the best example, you come to a school called Christ's College, well, you're going to be asked to consider faith. You are going to be going to chapel, and we are going to expect you to do that. So you can't just decide, oh, I don't want, I want all the benefits that the faith-inspired virtues that underpin our discipline and our approach to things give me, but I'm not going to go to church, I'm not going to go to chapel. So you're going to, you know, it's again, to, to gain the benefit of things, often there's some personal commitment and sacrifice, and hopefully on balance, you come out of that the better for having done it. And now for us as an institution, for a school, um, to able to be offer all the things that well, we need the momentum of people doing it, you know, it's a bit like if we don't have the momentum of people doing it, then we won't be able to offer as much. And so there's a cost to that sort of selectivity. What was the reason behind the word choice, smorgasbord? Ah, to be perfectly honest, that's um, something that I've quoted from when I first became a principal. Uh, there was a head of the preparatory school at the school that I ran, a fantastic, uh, a fantastic man called Jeff Matthews. And he had been the head of the prep school for about 30 years. And he, I remembered him talking about that story about, you know, school's not a small whiz board, you just can't take the piece you like. You've got to commit to the whole thing to be a part of it. And I guess I've just always remembered it as a good, I think it's a good metaphor for, for what we're, for what we're doing, uh, and I've always just, I'm often, I'm not often repeated it, but I've repeated it, you know, I've remembered it and repeated it enough as my, as when the opportunity presents itself. After a lengthy chat with the man himself, I had a stronger grasp on what a school is, what a smorgasbord is, and why they shouldn't go together. And now that I had heard one side of the controversy, I was eager to hear the other. So you were a member of the senior A basketball team last year, weren't you? Oh, yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> and where were you during that assembly? I'm guessing this is the assembly of mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, actually, inside knowledge, I was at the assembly. And why didn't you go to the stage? Because I walked in, like, as we were being announced, mm-hmm. and I was upstairs. It's like... I was flustered, I was stressed, I was like, oh my gosh, what, we're actually being called out. And then, and I just didn't go up. Mm. I should have, but I didn't. And obviously I regretted that. But, but prior to that, I was having some delicious eggs benedict at Drexel's Cafe Ricketon. Wow. Great breakfast, and I was saying goodbye to my beloved basketball friend, co-baller Nick Burke. Rest in peace. Mm. And then I got back before everyone else. Oh, 
simply it's not done, I'll head over and then there we were. Oh, and we got our private. Right, private. so yeah, actually detail, what was the... Well, I don't know if I should be disclosing this. Can you give a, like a rough outline of... Well, as you could imagine, it, we did embarrass ourselves and the school a little bit um, with lack of communication and clarity, so some form of clarity and sort of conclusion had to be made, which was just a chat with Mr. Wynn, um, our basketball team. Wow, so no further consequences? Um, no. Um, yeah, I probably can't say it Okay, yeah. All these controversies, the headphone ban, the Sam Neill article, the smorgasbord speech, and so many others, they are Christ College. Each and every one of them is a snapshot of a different era of this school. A snapshot that should be remembered. Please, don't let Christ College become a smorgasbord.